Benfica Podcast is one of the founding members of Benfica Independent. Benfica Independent is an independent platform made by fans for fans. And in it, you can find our podcast, along with many other podcasts, along with articles of opinion, video segments, and much, much more. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent with exclusive contents for our patrons. Hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Sí, es un club que tiene una grandeza que no se comprende si no estás aquí dentro. Son de una magia única, benfiquista. Son nos sentimos así. Por muchos desgustos que podamos tener, valores más altos se levantan. O valor mais alto que se levanta em termos futebolísticos chama-se Benfica. Quero o Benfica intimidar o adversário. Quero o manto sagrado entrar com vocês em qualquer estado. E estamos, pá! É isso que eu quero! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Benfica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumaças. As always, every week, me and Cristiano bring it all down. Cristiano, como é que estás, amigo? Está tudo bem? Já recuperaste do vaqueiro? Uh, oh, yeah, vaqueiro. Vaqueiro, miss him. Miss him. But yeah, pretty. I mean, I had such a bad time recovering. I had to be rushed to the hospital on Sunday. <laughs> That, but is, luckily, that luckily is so I'm nuts, here. man. That it, is so nuts. It is nuts. It's about nuts. It's a, yes. <laughs> no pun intended, right? No pun intended. Oh, you, so, want to, you want to tell the people yeah, a story craziest, or not? Craziest, craziest uh, thing ever to happen to me. I uh, sitting at home getting ready to watch the Benfica game. And, bro, one of my favorite things, as you know, is roasted chestnuts. Castanhas. Yeah, salad. yeah, yeah. And I was getting ready to roll, but I said, man, I want to watch the game. So I grabbed a handful, you know, raw, and I just, I'm sitting there peeling them and eating them and... and, and as, as the game starts, watching the game, all of a sudden my throat starts to like swell up. And everything starts closing up on me. I took some Benadryl. I was getting sleepy, but I was really having a hard time breathing. Yeah. And your uvula, uvula, yeah. which is the little it's punching a, bag that, in the back of your throat. Yeah. That, it expanded to like six times its size. And it started drip, dipping into like my throat. Yeah, into your the canal. Bro, I, I can go to the hospital. They, as soon as I tell them what happened, they rush me right in. Lay me down, boom, injections, this and that, that. Doctor comes out, starts talking to me, whatever, and he's like, you know, you're very lucky you made it out here. And I'm like, what? He's like, if you didn't come, you probably wouldn't have made it throughout the night. And I'm thinking, joke rough, man. I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, it's roasted chestnuts, bro. That's really rough. I can't stop eating castanhas. Are you crazy? And he's like, I get it. He's like, listen, if I was if I was ever allergic to sea uh, to shellfish, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to live neither. So I understand. I'm like, come on, bro, I can have. It. He's like, listen. You can have them, but you're just going to die. So it's up to you. You want to have Christine? I'm like, you're serious. So now I'm on a steroid. No, not the Barry Bonds type of steroids. All right? But <laughs> I'm on a steroid. You're not me any So I'm taking steroids for the next week. And then I got to stay a week clear of the steroids so I get out of my system. And then I'm going to get tested. For all kinds. For all kinds of allergies. But the crazy thing is, bro, I've had castanhas every single year. I think that I've ever been on this earth. 
Yeah. And so to all of a sudden be allergic to this and have such a trip. Bro, think about it. You're just sitting there watching a big figure and all of a sudden they tell you you're going to die if you don't show up. Like, what? It, it, it could have gotten scary. Yeah. It was a little scary. But then the guy even started talking about it. You sure? Because they were talking about penetrating. Are you having troubles breathing? Because they want to <laughs> penetrate my throat. I don't know, man. They're going to make some type of cut in my throat, pull some tumor. Yeah, they, come they, they, come they, they come put come the come little come. little hole over here yeah, bro. to like, bypass your, your uvula so you can breathe bro. right out of there. It was crazy. Yeah, that's scary, man. That's crazy. very scary. All over Castanga is an absolute... And just out Kastanga. of the blue, bro. Out of the blue. That's great. Well, and before bro. that, you had eaten castanhas maybe not too long ago, right? Two little fika, that's good. That's little fika. Yo, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, but yeah, but look, I'm glad I'm here. Uh, I don't know about most of you guys, but I'm glad I'm here. Near, uh, the near death experience for for Cristiano. It wasn't that close. Over some castanhas. It, it could have gone. It could have gone. Luckily, it wasn't that close. But I'm glad I'm here. We're going to talk about our sport. This movie. Fika Baquero's not with us no more. He's gone. That's right. He's gone to to, to the other side. I can't wait until he writes a beautiful. A uh, love letter about us in his zero zero column, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it, it, you know it was an extremely fun week. Yeah, to host him and, and to have him here with us, and we had a blast. Uh, we did the the Benfica, Benfica. on tour, Benfica Independent on tour. Yeah. So if you guys don't know that is, check it out. Go to BenficaIndependent.com or go to YouTube Benfica Independent on tour, and we, we had a really nice conversation. Yeah. yeah. Now, if you guys. Um if if you guys have a ch have a chance, uh, go on uh, Befik Independent on YouTube and Bi on tour. Uh, the latest episode is is the ones that were were featured with Paquero, and we uh, we had a really nice backdrop. Uh, we had the New York skyline as a backdrop, and we just these these green things back here they're amazing. <laughs> and we uh, uh, we discussed some topics. Uh, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil it. Obviously, I want you yeah, guys to watch it, it but. Uh, we discussed uh, the difference between American sports, the, the fan culture, and Portuguese uh, fan culture. Uh, also, um, we discussed the actual moment of the club, the present moment of the club. What else did we talk about? We talked about a, a couple other things. But yeah, it was it was fun, man. It was really fun. Uh, all the Portuguese, obviously. So if you guys want to check yeah, that out. So you got to speak Portuguese, obviously. I mean, look, well, at least you got to understand it. You don't have to speak it. Oh, it, it, I, that's a good point. You got to be able to understand <laughs> it. And, and listen, I struggle enough at times with the Portuguese language that there's plenty of English in it as well. So <laughs> you can make out some of the things I was saying. Yeah, no, it's uh, no, it was it was fun, man. It was uh, it was fun. It was uh, it, it was really it was really good. Um, so uh, we're really proud of how it came out, and uh, our fake producer was behind the camera. Uh, yeah, so even though the tripod was holding it, yeah, and he <laughs> hiccups with the with, with the video, just blame it on the fake producer Alfredo. But before we get going, we want to say what's up to the Freddies in the chat. Yeah, yeah. We have Dirty Diggers. Good evening. What's up, Dirty? Nick Valadon, Boa Noite, guys. Are we happy with the with the UCL draw? Well, we're gonna get into that in just yeah, a few minutes. Yeah. Nick Valadon, a uh, Manny Valadon. I'm sorry. Oh, who are these guys? Brothers? Nick Valadon, Manny Valadon. We got a Valadon party in our. In you guys our watching party. it together and I, this, on the same couch? I don't know what he's just... referring to, but he goes, "I kid, glad you okay, Christian. I appreciate. I'm guess you're suggesting that I was probably better off on the other side." Uh, Bruno <laughs> Gil Rodriguez, grande abraço. There's Montreal, Canada. Bruno, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for, for for taking your time and yeah. you know, spending a few of your minutes with us here on the yeah, on thank, podcast. Thanks everybody. Today, Dave's not with us. Dave Dave's not with us. Traveling Dave's, the world. Dave's away. Dave's, Dave's traveling away. the world. He's away. Are we supposed to say that? That his boss maybe thinks he's home with COVID. But Dave might be sick. We don't know. We don't. We don't. I don't know where Dave is. All right, just totally disregard that. I'm sure but Trudeau would would we miss Dave. Is going to allow him back in the country, Trudeau. 
He, he probably will, but he's going to have to quarantine for like 38 days. <laughs> 38 days? Yes. In an afternoon. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, yeah, anyway. so uh, here we are uh, on tonight's podcast. We'll uh, look back at the Sturil game uh, and uh, obviously discuss the Champions League draw, which is uh, for, for once... Carlos is here. Favorable. People, Manny Melodon says no relation, by the way. Just want to no relation that. for those of you that I, sit I at have, home wonder if they're brothers, cousins, sisters, whatever. They're, no, they're no relation. V- Voladowin is is not a very common name. It's to like have Fumasa. two people on the chat. Well, Fumasa is really, really, really uncommon. But to have two Voladowins on the chat, that's 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 great, man. You guys should uh, start the Voladown podcast. Should, <laughs> the Voladown podcast. You guys should do that. That ancestors, that ancestry stuff, right? The, 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 yeah, the three, you never know. You guys, you guys might be uh, might be related. Get, talk to doctor, the gynecologist Carlos Amaro. He's a uh, he'll do sexual <laughs> up for all that. <laughs> no, what, you know, and I'm curious. Where where's Manny from, and where's uh, Nick from? Some zinc, either some no skin. Some zinc, no skin. Maybe I don't know. I'm curious to know where those guys are. Yeah, and uh, and then we'll look ahead to uh, SOBs. We'll look ahead to the the Gil Vicente, which is the game, uh, the last game before the World Cup break. Uh, and uh, I don't know. We're gonna have a little bit of uh, now. We play we play Studio. We look ahead to Studio. We'll, yeah, we got Studio. Don't forget com- Studio tomorrow. The Taça de Cerveja. No, that's Taça de Portugal. Oh, it's Taça de Portugal. Yeah. Why the hell? Okay. Taça de Cerveja is during the World Cup. Oh, that's probably what I'm getting confused. Okay, yeah. so, yeah. Let's Already see. did Ancestry, these guys say. So one guy's in Bermuda. Manny Valadon is in Bermuda. He's in Bermuda. I mean, and where's Nick? Nick is in Aruba. <laughs> he took doors out of my mouth. Oh, so you went from an island to another island. Yeah. That's great, man. The guy doesn't like running electricity. He likes the... Wait, you don't have, they don't have electricity in islands? I don't know, solar. I don't know. Make sugar I'm sure it's uh, it's beautiful in Bermuda. Yeah. There's a few guys that, that that listen to the podcast that are from Bermuda. Yeah, that's right. Or, I think it's Bermuda. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nelly Boy, right? He's from there. Yeah. I think he's from there. There's a few guys. But either way, man, we appreciate all all the Freddies from wherever part of the world you may be. Um, yeah. Thank you so very much. And so, uh, look, we're Benficistas, and that's the one thing that... That's the thing that matters. So anyway, let's uh, turn our attention here to the Sturil game. We're going to try to keep it, uh, keep it, keep it short this week. Uh, since Dave's not here and he takes most of the time while when he gives out the stats, the guy takes forever. But <laughs> but but uh, let, let's keep it let's keep it tight. Let's keep it tight. That's what um, she said. game uh, lineup: Vlacodimus, Ba Silva, Otamendi, Grimaldo, Enzo, Tino, Chiquinho, João Mario, Rafa, and Musa. Are you surprised that Chiquinho got the got the nod? Or do you think is it was a little bit of a reward after what he did at Maccabi? But anytime I see that guy in the field, I'm surprised. But to his credit, he handled his, you know he handled himself. He played well, and that's what uh, Roger Schmidt has these guys believing, man. You know, every single one of player, uh, every single one of these players on this roster, are Alfredo. I really, really do believe that the message from the club is, especially from the coaching staff, I should say, is that bro, you got to be ready. And I think that with Benfica playing all these important games on the stretch, and obviously they're going to have a, a nice little break here now because a lot of these guys have not been called up to their national teams, and we'll get into that. we got a question from Gil Graves and, uh, already regarding players getting called up and whatever. Um, but I think he wants to give this squad a little bit of rotation, right? And that's exactly what he's done. And I think, look, credit, credit to Shaquille. Yeah, he's but played, I think... The team played well. He played well. It's one. Or, it's another one of those games that I absolutely love. It was a nice walk in the park at at halftime. 
game was in the bag, everything was controlled, and it just it, it just adds up and it amounts to exactly what we've been saying here on the podcast all season long, and that this team right now, their confidence is at an all-time high. The coaching staff is pressing all the right buttons, and, and, and in a way, yes, we're all going to be excited for the World Cup when it finally does kick off, right? But, man, we're kind of like wishing that we did not have to stop because we don't want this momentum to stop at any time. Yeah, no, it, and maybe it's a little bit selfish from us because we enjoy watching this team so much. Um, but in regards to the Shaquem thing, it, it's very easy for the guys on the fringe to get alienated by what's going on because it's always the same core of 12, 13 guys that get the nod, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that Shikinu came in, uh, Ristich then came in also later yeah, in that game. Oof, we'll talk about it. Uh, I mean, I'm, uh, we're talking about guys that come in and don't skip a beat. And and look, we all understand that they have limitations and they have uh, their own capabilities that, you know, they're probably as, as not as, as good as some of the guys that, that start. But certainly, you look at him and said, okay, well, I think he played to the best of his abilities, which is okay, right? He's not he's not being shitty, right? He's not sucking. He's playing to the best of his abilities, and the fact that uh, I, you know, the fact that he, he got minutes from Maccabi, works hard in, in, in training. Now he's getting more minutes. There's a possibility he may even get minutes against uh, Stadil tomorrow, but it, it's like. Yeah, these guys are bought in. No, you know, these guys are bought in. You know what it is, man? Look, and I have to admit, I'm harsh on some of these guys at times, right? But I think when you look at every single one of the guys on the bench, yes, they probably would not be our first choices. But for a span of two to three games, if some other guys get hurt, they, they could fill in well, and they could handle their own, and they could help this team. Now, it becomes more of a concern when it's long-term, but I think for a few games here and there, yeah, even the Ogun Salves, you know, Musa's come in, he's played well. Credit to Shikimu. Shikimu does have some ability. At times, he looks like he's just out there for a walk in the park. But when he's playing well, the guy could absolutely get himself involved in the game. And it's and it's been fun to see, man. I think for the most part, all season long, there have not been many performances by any of our players that have been below par. And so it, it's a credit to everybody, everybody that's bought in. And it's credit to the coaching staff, credit to the players that are ready, credit to the teammates that are probably keeping these guys' spirits up because, you know, it's not easy to come into work every single day, bust your ass, and then sit on a bench and not get many minutes. You know, even as a professional, you get discouraged. Yeah. So this is a collective effort, man, and we just we want to keep this going. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely. I'm excited to, to, to what's yeah, going to happen and, here down the line. But it's good to see buy-in. It's, it, it's good to, see, to feel that these guys themselves know that they're part of the team, regardless of what their role is, regardless of whether they're not starters week in, week out. But certainly when you're called, and you're going to be called because the coach has confidence in your work and you've been working hard in training, man, you got to take that opportunity. Why not? Why not? So it was it was it was great to to see Shikinu. But as Cristiano mentioned, three nothing at the end of the half. So the game pretty much in control. But we did get a a, a scared early on with the Vlakodino yeah. with a kick save to yeah, just with that big save. keep us in the game because we all know that you know teams like to lock themselves up in the back. And if we had allowed that goal, I don't know how Sturil is going to play for the rest of the game. <clears throat> it's uh, so it was it was good to. Uh, it, and it's not the first time. Uh, and I think that there's there's a lot to be said about, well, not a lot to be said, but we know when goalies are good, 
when for 80 minutes you're basically just warming up or trying to stay warm and then all of a sudden you get co- you get called for a high difficulty save mm-hmm. and you make it yeah and a lot of times some goalies have that difficulty yeah because they're staying around for so long and all of a sudden you get called into action or like you you're, disconnect you're not, you're not focused yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying you're not prepared and even your body start to you, you know a lot of times you're sitting at a game and you see a goalie you know jumping jacks and right and all these old school workouts on, on the sideline breaking out of sweat just to stay active and all so when they get called upon that they have that flexibility, they have that reaction, those instincts. Um, and so, look, it, 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 we needed that save. Right in that moment, we needed that save because, as you mentioned, things could have gotten really interesting. We don't know how the rest of the game would have panned out. But the fact is that Blockodimos got his toe out there, got that toe on the ball. Benfica was able to recover, turn up the other way. And then from that, Benfica just went to work. And I think Benfica, from, from the very first minute, you, you could tell they meant business. Yeah, with the exception of that one play, I don't think we were ever in danger. And I think the team felt comfortable, but it was a matter of breaking down that wall on the other side. And that's exactly what it did. You know, fantastic cross from Grimaldo into Peter Musa. Peter, right? Peter. Whatever. Peter, Peter. Pedro. Pedro Musa. Who looked like Michael Jordan there for a second. My man went up. I thought he jumped (laughs) up way too early. And then he was hanging up there for a while. And then he was still able to make powerful contact. Yeah. And direct the ball. Yeah. Direct the ball and put enough power behind his header. In order to put the ball in the back of the net, and I'm just sitting there like, uh-huh. and it's hilarious because here comes my boy Diogo, the hater, <laughs> the hater, the hater. Musa scored again, Chris. Uh, get that crow sandwich, baby. I love crow. Crow is my after castanhas because obviously you weren't here before. It was my second favorite dish is crow. I hopefully I don't get to the hospital for that one. But uh, yeah, I mean, anytime I criticize my teams regardless of whatever the sport it is, and they make me look like a clown the very next day, I love it. So yeah, Musa. Bring it on, bro. I hope you keep listening to our podcast, and I hope I keep motivating you. Yeah, three goal, three <laughs> games, three goals, man. That's, uh, you know, and, and, and look, you talk about having a confidence in your players and, and getting the right calls and, and, and the right opportunities if you're working hard. Uh, you know, Musa might have not been the first choice uh, a couple weeks back or since the beginning of the season, but now he's, he's certainly making a case uh, for being a guy that is is – a lot more efficient than uh, than Gonzalo Ramos. And, and granted, look, if you look at the past three games, and you got shellackings uh, against uh, against teams that didn't really present a lot of uh, you know a lot of opposition to us. But certainly, you know, you, you you score the goals, you you get the opportunity to score the goals. That's when you need to bury them, because that's just going to build up and give you confidence. So then, when it comes to you playing a, a good opponent, you have that confidence and you can knock them out. No, this is look, man. As you mentioned before. Benfica's been, you know, been at this stage in, in, in past seasons, right, where they're clearly the better team, but for some reason or other, they could not break down the teams and they will struggle to create opportunities. And at least they're doing what they're supposed to do. The better team's supposed to put the game away, and that's exactly what Benfica's doing. And again, I just, I mean, I, I, it sounds corny. <laughs> I keep repeating myself, but it's credit to everyone on the squad. I mean, I think they come out there to demolish, do the very best that they can do, put the game away, and, you know, and worry about the next game. It's about today's game is the most important game. We'll worry yeah. about the next one. But they put that game away early so like that they can kind of coast in the second half and not really have to, you know, be panicking and, and, and defending. And we've seen that. We've seen a game, you know, that's starting to lose. Benfica's up 3-1 to one comfortably 
the possible score at first being down one 0 then they turn around, score three unanswered, and then Basel scores a late uh, a late goal and it's three two, and then Benfica hung on and and things got really interesting. Same thing with Vizela, Benfica really struggled to get a late goal, and and at least in these games they're putting it yeah. away and they're making it a no contest. And yeah, so, good, good for them. It, it's gotten a lot. Um, it's gotten a lot better, uh, certainly with the consistency. And and look, as the season progresses, it's all expected that things would get better with the team and the routines and uh, dynamic and the movement. All of that is is matching up quite nicely and fitting quite nicely to to our style. Uh, and look, it's entertaining, and everybody should be entertained. It should be happy. It should be. Are you not entertained? Uh, <laughs> it should be a momentous occasion every time you watch Benfica. Now you should be happy. You should, man. You should be. It uh, is. You look forward to put, putting on your 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 most comfortable t-shirt and a nice pair of pantufas and sitting on your on your lazy boy and your most comfortable position. And with the nice beer in tow, and just sit there and enjoy the just and, <laughs> enjoy the show. Yeah, you know it's nice. It's nice for once, man. Because God knows we've been suffering the past three years, past three seasons. I mean, there's been times Benfica, where man. where we, you know, watching Benfica play over the last three, four years is like a chore. Yeah. And now it does not. Now it feels like yo, like an excuse to get out. That's why like, we, I'll take out the garbage. Here you go. Like I'm running <laughs> out the door. Like yo, it's uh, yeah. It's like I, I, I'm even. I'm upset that the World Cup is going to interrupt. Yeah. Because I would have liked to, you know, have seen this Benfica keep uh, keep piling on, man. It's good. Um, but things got so interesting, Alfredo, in Benfica. How interesting did they get? Paquilero calcanhares galore, bro. Everybody back heels. Get into the next goal. No, no, no. I was going to I was going to, oh, I was yeah. going to uh, mention that. I'm gonna, I just wanted to throw up uh, the, the stats, obviously. Oh, Dave's not here. He's gallivanting around um, the world. I didn't think we were going to throw up stats today. But, yeah, it, it, look, it, I just think that um, that it's interesting. Uh, that Befica is, is really piling it on, and it just it just looks so natural, man. It just it doesn't look labored at all. It just looks natural, like these guys have been playing for a while. Um, and then you you missed you, you mentioned Ristich that that came in and, and had that fucking rope. Yeah, we didn't even talk about who put two about? goals. You already skipped oh, the yeah. last goal of the game. I don't know. And then you, you say know, I don't you, follow. I'm, I've been sticking but, to the script. But uh, you know, you know what it is. It, I think that. Bro, how do you not mention a Putus? No, you first have goals? to. You have first two goals it's of his career. His, it's not his first goal. He had scored before. Really? Yeah. Um, in the league? I don't know if it was for the league, but he had scored. Um, See, that's probably mistake. No, it, I. And here's the thing, man. Um, I think that uh, Antonio Silva went from being a novelty to being uh, just a given. Uh, unexpected, a guy that's there, he's just part of the team. Yeah. I don't think anybody's. I don't look at the guy anymore as eighteen. He's nineteen now, but I don't look at him like that because he's like he's been a, a consistent part of the team, and we're used to his consistent yeah. performances. That it's just like that's just Antonio Silva. Yeah, but Alfredo, we you, you're right, you're right, and I'm not trying to throw shade at what you're saying, but you know we are fresh off not too far, not not too not too long ago. We had a player make his debut, and, and a lot of people were saying he's, he's better than Ruben Diaz. This kid's the future. He's going to be that. And then, you know, the, the bottom fell off. Right. And so we're not saying that's the same case that's going to happen with with, with uh, the thought here. But, I mean, we did have an example. And I, I understand Federer was a little bit older, but the guy at one point looked unstoppable. 
And he looked, my man was coming out the back with the ball at his feet, and he was playing, and he looked fantastic for a bit. So that's why we still mention this kid, because at the end of the day, look, the fact is he was playing on the U19s last year, and he's, he's what, a week into his 19th year? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? My man's turned 19 this week or whatever it is. And so everything he does is still, you know, looked upon with great eyes, like with great excitement, because he still is a kid. It, based on his experience, what's he got, 15 professional games under his belt? So, yeah, we mention all those things because it still is exciting. And, and you're right. He's handled himself like a veteran. He's played like a veteran. But at the end of the day, you don't take away the fact that he's only three months into his professional career. He's only, you know, a week past his 19th birthday. So it's a lot of new things happening at once. But we also have to stay even killed because, as I mentioned before, we've had this happen. Yeah, where a great central came out of nowhere, and then just like that, he vanished. Yeah, and no, I'm hoping this I, I is not that. the case with this kid. I don't think it is. I've been but. impressed with uh, with Tony Silva from the from the preseason, man. Uh, I even thought he was uh, over the other youngster that was uh, that came to training. Also, that name escapes me now. Glenn Gold says first league goal had scored in Champions for Antonio. There you go. So the first I know that he, had, goal. That, yeah. that he had scored uh, for his first man of the match also. And and the curious thing is that he gets the man of the match, and to take the official picture of the man of the match, he's holding a trophy with one hand, and on the other hand, he's got his finger pointed to the crest, meaning there's no there's nothing more important or higher than this club, and we, not any individual uh, award. And we also have oh, look, we we yeah, Romani's go to talk about Aristides, but just to add to that, Alfredo, not to sway too far away from the topic of conversation, but. When you mention him pointing at his Aki Unos beautiful Crystal Benfica, um, it, it, it adds, it goes a little bit with this is what we wanted Benfica to teach, even the new guys coming in, yeah. to understand what Benfica is, and this kid gets it. This kid totally understands it, and he's like, yo, Benfica, like a lot of these guys come in, like, you know, we talked about it in the summer when Enzo. Uh, was leaving at the airport, you know, leaving Argentina to come to, oh, yeah, this is a great, you know, springboard or whatever it was. Yeah, it was something to that right? effect, yeah. Right, to that effect. And it's like, bro, no. And this kid is showing it. And that's like, you have the big Fikishmo inside you, bro. Yeah. And that's, to me, it's just, it's great to see. Yeah. He, this, kid, this kid ain't worried about making a jump to a bigger league. And like a few weeks ago, they asked him about playing for a big club. He's like, I'm already in a big club. Yeah. Like, the dude's straight up big Fik He's as big Fikishmo as we are. And yeah. We love it. And I think uh, not too long ago he was inter it was there was a, a little clip from him uh, where he said he had hoped that Ruben uh, Diaz would have stayed another year so they could play together. Yeah. So I I don't know, man. I just it's just nice as a Benfiquista, it's nice to to see that, and I think that's that's one of the reasons why we're always uh, kind of rooting for these kids to have success because we know how a lot of them uh, live and and feel the club, right? Even on their you know, when they're juniors and, and U15s, they're going to the stadium and they're getting excited at the stadium just like like any old fan. Uh, and then to be able to see them succeed and, and fulfill the dream of millions of uh -huh. Benficistas that yes. thought, I wish I could play for my team, yep. right? Uh, fulfilling that dream, I think it's it's great. It's a great story. Uh, but, but look, it, it doesn't come with... Uh, without sacrifice, it doesn't come without effort. Doesn't come without talent, uh, and off and that talent, nobody, uh, 
not everyone is born with talent like that, with the ability to play Put at that together. level. Uh, so look, I, I wish him uh, the best. I, I hope that he stays at Befica for a long, long time because he's a, a kid that has shown that he, he feels the club like, like many of us. Carlos Amado says that he's different from Federer in the fact that he bounces back from mistakes like they never have. Yes, yeah, true, yeah. but that's not forget. It, we're we're like you guys are thinking about Federal, the latest Federal that we saw. But if I'm talking about the original Federal, when right, Federal would bounce back as well. He wouldn't. The dude looked like he was on his way as well. So let's just let's try to be fair. But yeah, the guy that wound up finishing out, you know, the last couple of seasons was a far cry from that federal that we all fell yeah, in love with. So yeah, and he bounced he, back a lot too. But yeah, he's just faded out. Yeah. Faded out. Where, where is he now in third year? Split. Oh, he's at, in Croatia, right? Yeah, split. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, now that we mentioned it, we'll move on to the... <laughs> Raining entertainment is a federal like a guy who got his heart broken by his first girlfriend. He'll never love again. He'll never be the same. So... I bet, look, um, and... and you know, we, we mention here on the podcast uh, quite frequently that uh, the sport at this level, there's a lot of the mental aspect mm -hmm. that goes into it because you reach a level where you're kind of like on a same level playing field in terms of ability and athleticism as many guys on the team. Obviously, there's going to be the standouts, but it's that mental aspect that's going to get you through the slums. I repeat myself on a podcast a lot, and I think I've said this multiple times. <laughs> you want to talk about teaching speed again? No, no. I'll see, that's, that's for Rafa. That's, <laughs> that's for Rafa. But I've said this countless times. I When I was young, when I was relatively young, 16, 17, and whatever, I was kicking the ball around, I was always told by some of my coaches and guys, very smart people, that at the time I thought they were dumber than I was, but now as I got older, I'm like, wow, you look at them in Mabudu. But they would always tell me, Cristiano, Soccer is 90% mental, 10% yeah. physical. I'm like, Yo, what the f That made no sense for me. Yep. No sense. And as I got always tried it, and I now understood things a little bit better, it really is. Because here's the one thing about Ferros and all these guys, right? Let's not forget. In order for you to get to Benfica, you got to have some ability. You don't right. get there by mistake, right? So that means that you know what you're doing. And then it's just about your mental aspect. It's about being able to flip the page. It's about being able to stay positive at all times. Because it doesn't matter how great these guys are, they have their ups and downs as well. They have their yeah. good days and their bad days. So it's all mental. And that's why a lot of teams, especially in American sports, and I know now they're doing it in European, uh, in, in soccer, whatever, in European sports as well, which is you go to NFL teams, NBA, MLB, they all have mental coaches. Yeah. Working with Along the Along with psychiatrists. Coaches, that's what I mean. When I say coaches, no, I mean more A mental coach could be different from a psychiatrist. Okay, so I'm meaning psychiatrists more so. So these players... They're, they're like you and I, with an ability to be great at something. You know what I mean? You guys could probably type a thousand words a second. They can't. I can't. You know what I mean? Like, it just, we all have different talents, and they're talents to play football. But at the end of the day, they're humans just like you and I, and they have their ups and yeah. downs. And so Federal, my man, fell off the edge of a, the edge of a cliff. He, at one point, his confidence sky high. I don't know what that will happen to him. The dude just... He'd see a ball and he'd get scared. I'm surprised he's still playing football. I'm, I'm shocked he hasn't retired. Like, he looked really bad at one point. Yeah. But, you know, it could happen to anybody, guys. No, 100%. Let's uh, let's let's keep going. Yeah, um, yeah so let, let's talk. Uh, same situation with Ristich, right? Um, as as well, Mati scored a beauty, though. He did score a beauty. Nice you little, nice play little pass. By, by, by uh, Nash. Nash, yes, sir. Yeah, it was nice. He just tucked it away. 
But the thing with Ristich and and look and somebody was saying in terms of the center backs now, and I forget who was on. You know, we have a lot of center backs. I think the story is that Otamendi wants to go and play in Argentina. It was Boris, I think. Now, whether or not he's going to say, "Fuck, I'm on the verge of of becoming a champion of Portugal." Uh, for Benfica, something that he's never experienced. Does he give that up after the World Cup? I just so, want to. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Federal. He let. I don't. He was on loan. Hydric split, and now he's at Vitesse. So just want. So credit to yeah. somebody on Twitter who said on Twitter on the chat who said he was Play, uh, uh, Gonzalo. Gonzalo Chuk. Gonzalo Chuk says Vitesse. Wow, that I didn't even. I missed that. I guess. Yeah, no, I, I had a feeling that he was uh, elsewhere, but I, I knew he was a split. I you split, and now I guess it was. yeah. Go ahead, go elaborate. Go ahead, continue what you were saying. I apologize. I just wanted to correct. No, but I, you know, I think that um, talking about, I think there's no better thing than you look at the squad, right, and you look at the depth, and you look at also the guys that are coming up, and you know that there's a succession plan in there, right? So there's a good chance that we're going to lose Grimaldo at the end of this year. I don't know, man. Right? I thought it was a. I, I thought, Rather than depending on Gildias, I thought the chance <laughs> we had a higher. I thought the chances were higher of him leaving. When the years, I think he's fallen in love, and I think the dudes, the dudes nah, have the best he, season at Benfica. He wants, he, he wants maybe, he, but he, he wants to try new waters, man. I, you know, and I don't blame you. I don't blame. But him. now that everything, but yo, this Benfica is a different Benfica. Everybody's having fun playing for this coach. Yeah. He might just say, you know what, man, where am I going to go? I'm having fun here. Living in a beautiful city. I'm playing in a club that's complete. That's actually, uh, look, we might not win the Champions League. We're competing. We're, I mean, we just came out of first in a group. In the Champions League with Juventus. I know shit, Juventus. In Paris Saint-Germain and, and a strong Maccabi hobby, whatever. Right? The point is that if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if it, yeah. if it gives them something reasonable... Right? Yeah, no, salary look, I, I Why not? He's in love. He's um, he's, he's going to be a, f- a father soon. Uh, obviously, starting a family, uh, wants to provide for his family, wants to guarantee his future. Well, I feel bad. Can't provide um, him for one point seven mil. That must be. Tough. Yeah, but the, there are there are other opportunities. But I, I don't know. As a player, you'd always feel challenged to go play in some of the best, the better leagues, right? Uh, maybe he needs to hang out with uh, Tó Silva. Well, já tô num grampa. Então, Silva needs to start taking these older guys out with. <laughs> no, you know, you're not too far from the truth. But, uh, yeah, but to, to to be able to see that we actually have somebody that could back up Grimaldo. And, and granted, my feeling is that I still, I like what I've seen so far, but I don't think he has been proven yet defensively. Uh, as long as he keeps coming up with those Croatian rockets, Oof. bro, he can play on my team. That was a lazy. Man. I, I can't remember last time we saw a goal like that from a midfield player that far out, a rope like that. Bro, that was... Oh, great. Oh, my man. Yo, what a freaking line drive. I mean, credit to... And he goes, it, it's funny because somebody retweeted on Twitter, apparently when FIFA came out with their rankings and his shot was like a 69, and he grabs it he's like, have you not no, seen me were, in training or something like that? presenting the player card. Yeah, and he's like, 69 shot. Have you not seen me in training? And I guess my man said, yo, I'm going to do it back in the game. Credit to Rick. Look, he's always looked, in my opinion, I, I remember having this conversation with Hugo. Because he's like, I don't know, I don't know. My like, bro, he's got a nice touch. He looks, he looks, I've never seen him play. But he looks all right. And, and bro, he's come in, made a couple, couple cameo appearances. And at this time, I mean, my man made sure none of us forgot that he was on the field with that fantastic goal. 
Yeah, and, and look, um, before we we mentioned the word confidence and buy-in, and when you take a shot like that, you have to be extremely confident that you're gonna you're gonna drive that at goal, and it's gonna be a good attempt. And regardless whether the Benfica's up four four zero or or not, four, zero, yeah. uh, and that you have the freedom that nobody's gonna be yelling at you for if you just shank it, but still, there's got to be some confidence where you could rip a ball like that, dude. Fredo, I'm pretty sure that was in his first attempt. I'm talking about the uh, other goals that somebody was mentioning in the, in the chat. Uh, Samu Swarsh with, uh, with, a, with a goal from his own half. I mean, look, I said this on Twitter. Boy, I said this on Twitter to a few people. And yes, it was impressive, but I'm a lot more impressive when a goalie stops the ball from going into his own net than I am when he puts it in the opposite net. So. Uh, credit yeah, to him. Goal, yeah, that's goal not really a goalie thing. Yeah, I'm more worried about him stopping the shots from going in than him putting them in himself. But yeah, credit to him and, you know, good good for him. It was a nice, yeah. another moment, another moment to get the Benfica out there throughout, throughout the, the masses. Yeah. Um, 4 nothing is Romario, Ristich, uh, 5 nothing, and then we allowed the goal in, in the 90 plus minutes, which, uh, was, you know, it was just lack of, well, it, it was a, it was a lost ball by uh, Enzo, and then Gilberto was too far wide, and he just got he just got beat. Uh, but it's just it, it's 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 gotten to the time, and you've heard me here. Don't shit on this Mifika, don't shit on this Mifika. But it's gotten to the time that you're kind of like, where can I find flaws in this team? Where can I nitpick to have something to talk about? And and maybe you know, giving up that clean sheet was. Was something that you could look back, but still, man, tremendously proud and. Morris Magrosa goes a step further. He says this team's playing so well that even Shaking looks great. That's the truth. <laughs> That's the truth. Shaking your wrist. It's not. It's not my mocking. Yeah. Man. No. It's look. Twenty-three straight wins, man. That's all that matters. Not straight wins. Twenty-three. Twenty-three unbeaten. Twenty. Twenty-three unbeaten. Twenty-three games without a loss. Correcto. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. That's what I'm here for. I get big bucks for that. Yeah. Paquero last week took most of the pay, but this week I'm back on break. Yeah. Um, turning our attention now to the Champions League draw. Round of 16, here we come. And uh, so, Chris, Cristiano, so this is how the other half lives, right? The, the half that lives in pot one. I've been waiting to, to use four, that line these, and you stole it from I'm me. I'm sorry. It's all right. I mean, I guess this is what it feels like to win a pot, to win a group. <laughs> to win a pot. Yeah. Uh, look, um, I got the groups up on, on the screen, but certainly... As we talk to everyone, who would you like from part two? And everybody's like, Bruges, Bruges, we want Bruges, we want Bruges. For me, I didn't even mention Bruges because it was too good to be true and Bifika hasn't always had the best draws. Uh, so I felt that I don't even bother asking for Bruges, whoever it is. But certainly, you get Bruges and look... You just I'm, didn't I'm, want Liverpool I'm, from that pot, I think. I think that was, that was the only team we didn't, we didn't yeah, want. Yeah, we didn't want. Because obviously we couldn't get PSG again. So the only team we really didn't want was, was, was you know, uh, Liverpool. And everybody else, I think, look, this may be good. I'm not afraid to go to battle against any of those other teams with this squad. So, yeah, yeah we got Bruges, obviously, as you mentioned. Let, let's not kid ourselves, right? That's who everybody wanted. And, and not only did we get Bruges, but, but then they got even better. You know, you got... Four sharks playing each other, which means that if you get through Bruges, you got two less sharks to to face in the next round. Which Liverpool playing Real Madrid, one of them is going to go home, and then PSG Bayern Munich. So, hey man, in order to make these magical runs, a la our neighbors in two thousand four, you need the late, you know, you need lady luck on your side. Yeah, 
And hey man, maybe the stars start start to align and let's start believing. Why not? But yeah, but I don't I don't think uh it's gonna be that easy. Uh, you know, uh they had a, a decent group stage. They they finished the, the group on second behind Porto. Uh, right, and they beat Porto four nothing. At the, at, uh, I mean, at the Jesus Christ, at the Dergo. At the Dergo, yeah. So look, I I think that if we go into the game thinking that this is the easiest team that we could get and try to relax a little bit, which I don't think it's it's the style with uh, George, uh, George, <laughs> with Roger Smith. George. Uh, but uh, you know, you you have to take it seriously. Do you do you happen to know the 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 dates dates? February fifteenth, I believe. Yeah, February fifteenth and, and then March seventh. March seventh. I think it's March seventh. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Leipzig, City, Bruges, Benfica, Liverpool, Real Madrid. <coughs> so we're gonna we're gonna at least lose one of the Sharks there. Uh, Milan, Tottenham, Eintracht, Napoli, Borussia, Chelsea, Inter, Porto, Paris Saint Germain, Bayern, Munich. We're also gonna lose another Shark there on that. So it's good that uh, we get to lose two Sharks after that. Boris says if we get to keep our team intact, we will overcome this bruise. Man, bro, Boris, I'll tell you this much. Not only are we going to keep our team intact, I believe that Benfica is going to strengthen come January transfer window. Because you have an opportunity to make something special of this season. Look, the draw worked in your favor. you got big teams facing each other. Man, you just, you just need to get lucky. You need to get lucky with this draw, and you never know. Why not take advantage of, of that opportunity? Why look at it, you know, as, you know, no, bro, you're in it. You're in the fight. You're in the fight. And I think that we're going to strengthen. I don't think we're going to lose any of our key players come the January transfer window. And um, things are going to get really interesting, guys. Yeah, and, and then uh, after you get past Bruges, you also find out who your next two opponents are. So uh, your, your path to the semis will then be drawn out. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so, yeah. I, I don't think there's a Bifigis out there that's not happy with uh, with this draw. Uh, certainly, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, I don't think it could could have been any better than that. You know, would would you have liked to get any other team other than Bruges? No, I told you Bruges number one, but I think I would have been comfortable with everybody else. Obviously, yeah. you look at Leipzig. Okay, they could cause a tr uh, you know some troubles. You know, but uh, but I, I think I think Benfica at the end of the day, if you played. The the way we played against Juve and against against PSG, I don't see why we couldn't handle our business there. You know, Milan. Look, Milan's my my side piece, as you know, Alfredo. Benfica's my main, my number one, but Milan's always been my side piece. It, it would have sucked to see that one, but even then, I mean, I know they won the Scudetto last year, but I think Benfica, again, the way Benfica's played this season, you know, I, I see them. Eventually getting through and finding a way to get through Milan struggled at times to get the ball in the back of the net this year. They've not really been efficient on the offensive third. And, you know, they're having their own difficulties. And I think Benfica could absolutely cause them difficulties. So it would be an interesting matchup, but I, I think they could get through. I try, I, I think Benfica could get through that easy. Dorman obviously is a different beast and, and could definitely cause some problems. Inter, when they get on the defensive end, you know, they could obviously suffocate you a little bit. But again, another team that I think Benfica could have handled. And so, um, Bruges. Era puta Tosky. Mas as outras todas iam mais. The last hot girl at the club yeah, at 2 o'clock in the morning. Mas ia. They call the last call. No, she was the hottest. She was the hottest. She was the hottest? Brutus é o que todo mundo queria. She was the hottest. A mais bonita que lá. A pior que lá estava, mas comia-se ao fim de ganhar o Borussia Dortmund. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, come up home, you know. But uh, yeah, no, it, it, but she's the hottest chick in the Bruges was the hot chick that everybody was looking at. It's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good draw for us. Uh, we're gonna have to see how it develops. February, February is a long uh, ways away, uh, and certainly you got another transfer window in there before the game. So uh, there's teams with uh, with Champions League money that maybe they'll hit the the, the market to get a piece here and there. Uh, World Cup, you never know who's going to stand out in the, in the World Cup. And there may be guys that are going to be picked up uh, by some Sharks, by some others that are just going to need a guy to plug in a hole. And I think that as a player, you want to play in the Champions League. And if, you haven't, if you're not cup-tied, uh, you, you take that offer in, in a minute. So I think that uh, also in terms of, of players, and you look at the way this Mifika has been playing, what player wouldn't want to play for this machine? I think you're in a knockout stage, too, on top right. of it. It's not just the group stage. It's a knockout stage with right. an opportunity to go deep into this competition. Yeah, I think, look, uh, whomever Benfica sets their eyes on come January, I think it's going to be obviously somebody that's going to be willing and excited to join this team. I don't think they're going to go after some guys. That are, look, at this point, I don't really think there's many guys that can look down on Benfica, to be brutally honest. This yeah. team's playing attractive football. Yeah. That's what every player wants to play is an attractive football or an opportunity to run up and down the field and score goals and create it, you know. So it's very attractive, bro. Um, yeah, I'm looking at this team as, uh, and a lot of people are looking at this Benfica team as uh, the Monaco team from, from a few years back that had a nice run under Lunar Jardim, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we also had uh, Ajax make a run not too not too long ago. Villarreal last year. Yeah. So I mean, there's always these dark horses that come in and they surprise everyone. Uh, also, uh, Atalanta. Yeah, Atalanta made a nice run from Italy. Right. It's just teams that are well coached and, and they have a good group of players. Draw, and you got to get the luck in the draw. And and right. And, but also, you know, you can't underestimate these teams Absolutely. because they're you know. They're there for a reason as well. Absolutely. Right. Take some Other teams just go to Europa League, you know what I mean? They're still in the Champions League for, for a Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so next up we play uh, Sturil for the Taça de Portugal. That comes up this tomorrow as we record this. Um, anything different that you expect from Verissim that we uh, that we saw on Sunday? Shouldn't be there. I mean, if anything, they will they, be more defensive. They'll be more def- more cautious in the back yeah. up a little bit more because they obviously and, seen and, mata mata. and they've seen it up close and personal what Big Fika can do with space. And so we're gonna batten down the hedges in the back and maybe catch them on a counterattack because all oh, we gotta worry about is we winning this game. And yeah. we, we find a way to, to get through this game. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. 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 That's it. You don't remember our Caldas game? We went to penalties? Who? Caldas. Yeah. I keep, dude, I keep, I'm so messed up with like games every other day. I don't know what's Tassa Portugal. I don't know what's Tassa Cerveja. The Tassa Cerveja doesn't start until the World Cup break. Okay. But yeah. You told me that for like 10 times. Look, I don't think it's too far from a two leg elimination thing with Sturil. I was thinking about that. Well, they're going to have a different uh, strategy. I don't think they're going to have a different strategy. Now that they've about, seen the speed. Temos o set-piece master of Now that they've seen the they've seen the speed and the movement yeah. in, 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 in real life, they're, they're going to be more making more, more 
adapting a little yeah, bit more to defend more against reserved. it. Mm -hmm. But I, I still don't think that this Sturil team uh, has anything to to keep us uh, keep us out of sleep or to prevent us from. I don't know what I'm saying there. It's a real beach, beach, beach. Uh, the Oak Race says, I think all we need is a winger. I think we need a winger and a striker. Matado. A guy. We've been talking about the, that dude, uh, the dude from Casa Pia, Lincoln. I think it would be a nice pickup. Is that the guy that was in Santa Clara last year? Lincoln? No. Or is it? No, it's, it's, not, it's, not, Lincoln. it's not Lincoln. Dude, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm messing something up. Somebody help me here. Because it was a Lincoln. I, I just looked this up the, the other day because I was talking to Steve Santos about it. Um, it's not Lincoln, but he has like a, a, a weird name. Help us out in the chat. Alfredo? No. That's weird. No. <laughs> I just looked this up the other Probably, day. I don't know. It was on live score. It's not, uh, it's not Lincoln. Godwin. Godwin. There it is. That, that's the dude. Go South Chuck. Yeah. He's on it. And I think that, uh, you know, he's 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 not a one-trick pony. No, he's a winger. He's not a one-trick pony, and he's um, extremely fast, and maybe for the money that we can buy him, it's worth taking that risk. Amaro says, Ricardo Warfa still sneaking out the back, back window. I don't know, I don't know if that ever comes comes together again, man. That's That's really, really, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, he would look nice, but then if you, I think I mentioned it the other day. Everybody's forgotten about Everybody thought that Horta would be a, a great fit, and everybody's yeah, forgotten about Yeah, but think about, about it. Horta. If he was here, João Mari would not be having the season he is. And even if, if you move João Mari into the middle, then Frederick wouldn't have been here. So, look, I'm happy. Yeah, it's, I'm it, happy you know, the way things worked out. The, butter, the butterfly effect type of deal thing. But uh, I, don't, I don't I think that that's come and done. That window of opportunity, man, it was there. It was the perfect time. Uh, he's going to be a year older. Um, you know, still, I, I don't think his contract, the times, when is his contract up? I don't know when his contract he just, is up. He just, he's re-upped last offseason. So. Yeah. But whatever, look, I, I don't think the door is closed. Yeah. Because I still think the player at the end of the year can make, can force his way there. But I think, obviously, uh, Salvador and, and Braga would have to significantly right. drop their price. Right now, Benfica is not at a desperate stage. I think right. Benfica coming into this past off season were closer to being desperate than what they're going to be next off season. So, um, look, you can never say never, but I, I just I, I don't think it's at this point it's a priority for Benfica. Yeah, but look, uh, I think that uh, it's a must-win game. We need to win that Portuguese Cup trophy that has escaped us for quite some time now. What is it, like three and 20 years or some shit like that, that Baquero keeps saying? That's Baquero's thing. What? The they, Portuguese dude, they, they won four in the last, like, 30 or something. Yeah, something like Which that. Which is pathetic. It is pathetic Absolutely. for a club of the size of Benfica. So It's like the Red Bulls in, MS, in the MLS. They've never won a, a, a U.S. Open Cup. Yeah. Just go, to the Queen, just go to Queen Brother Mota again and, and spank them. If, if it's more than five, even better. And try to keep a, a clean sheet this time. After that, we face uh, Gil Vicente this uh, Sunday, uh, 6 p.m. local at Stade de Luz will be the, the last game. The Cox, right? we got to use the Cox. The Cox, the Cox. The Cox. The Cox. The Cox. Well, the Cox. The Cox. Yes. Which golfs. But, uh, yeah, it'll be the last game before um, the World Cup break. Uh, I don't know if you, many of you guys are excited about the World Cup. I certainly... Portugal's going to win it all. I just want to say it on the Difficult Podcast. I don't know how... 
what they're who they paying off, what chickens they're killing. But Portugal's gonna win it. Yes, with that with that paying off. Develhote as our coach, yes. W- worry about paying off the Fisco. Yeah, exactly. The IRS. They ain't paying that. The that's Portuguese so, IRS. That's not being paid. Nobody's even questioning. <laughs> but, Nobody uh, ain't got time for that. But he's gonna lead us to the World Cup. Don't ask me how. He's gonna lead us to the World Cup. Yeah. Com com chantins, com chantins and velinhas and all that crap and whatever. I'm I, I'm sorry, man. I'm just. You guys know how I feel. I, I'm just not excited about um, the national team. I know that. Maybe you tell me I'm not a patriot, whatever. But I'm I'm just not excited because no, you don't even like the New England Patriots. <laughs> no, the thing is oh. that look, I I I I like um, I like the, the the generation that's there now. There's a lot of talent, but the way this donkey is uh, leading this team, uh, and I, you know, I'm not even going to get into specific players, but. The way this dude is is just ruining um, this generation is is amazing, and, and people that allow him. Well, the good thing is that we're either gonna win it and you're gonna be all right, whatever. I'm glad we went through it, or we're gonna lose and he gets and he leaves. So it, whatever it is, it's a win-win within, within, situation. Within the next month, we're gonna be happy with we're the result happy. one way or another. So. I hope so, man. I hope so. Uh, in terms of Benfica players, there was talk that. Uh, that they were looking at uh, Tony Silva. Do they need Tony Silva, the national team? Oh, you mean the national team? I'm like, I thought you were talking about Benfica. I'm like, who the hell is Tony Silva? He got a new player. Um, for, you know, listen, I, I think if Pep is injured and not able to partake in the World Cup, I think Tony Silva goes. If Pep is healthy, you're looking at Pep, Ruben Diaz, Danilo, and it's going to be a coin flip between Tony. Because, you know, it's going to be so much pressure to get a sporting guy in there. Ignacio, I don't, I don't think he belongs. You got Jalo, you got a 15 year old. Oh, yeah, Jalo. Yannick Jalo, whatever. You got Late. Uh, Late's playing well over there in Germany as well. And then you got the old man, and we know, you know, the, the Santos always reverts back to his, to the old guys. You guys just have fun. So, uh, I don't know. Look, I, I, as much as I love Antonio Silva, I'd actually be okay if he's not on the national yeah, team. Yeah, me too. And Oops. Ramos too. I'd Let be okay him, if he's not there. No, but Ramos got more experience. The kids, bro, we just talked about it at the beginning of the podcast. He's only, what, 15 games into his professional career, right? I, I don't think you give a kid like that their debut at the World Cup. That's where he's going to make his debut. He's going to make his debut in the Champions League. That's chick brother, as much as we all love the Champions League, it's not the World Cup. Yeah, anybody that tells you otherwise, yeah. it's not I, the World I, Cup is the, the crown. I agree with you, Bruno. Quanto menos jogadores do Benfica, melhor. Assim não se lesionam. Yeah, true that. True that. We'll look at probably four or five guys. Let's, that are let's be honest. Whoever goes for Benfica, you're looking at Ramos. None of the Brazilians. You look at João Mario, right? And you look at so so you got Silva. João Mario makes it. I think. I know, but listen to what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Let's just say the possibilities. Ramos. Mario, Florentino, and Silva. It's the four for the Portuguese national team, right? Those are the four guys. Realistically, the only one that has a legit shot at playing is Romai. Yeah. Because he's and not even gonna, that. He's not going to play the young kids. He's not going to play no, any but I don't even know if he plays Romai, to be he honest does, with you. He's Romai's been more, unreliable. And Romai, say what you want. He might know, be a role, a role player. You know I've been... I don't know, dude. I know I've, you know I've been a huge critic of Romai since he's arrived at me. You, you have, have yeah. But the dude's having the best season of his life. So, in terms of merit, he deserves to be there. Yeah. And obviously, Rafa, but Rafa retired. 
But João Mario has had a tremendous season. And so we know that he's he's been there for from Suns in the past. I would not be surprised for because he's he has those tendencies. Yeah, but going I, back to the, I, to, to the I don't know. I just I just look at that midfield and I don't know how uh, João Mario would be able to slot in there because we ha- there there's a lot of talent in that Bro, midfield, man. Mateus Nunes is playing well over there in in, in, in England, but João Mario is playing terrific. Like those are the guys you look at. You got, got Nunes, you uh-huh. got Neves. Uh, João Mario, play, I play João Mario over all those guys. And, and, and you know, you got Palinha. Palinha is a defensive center mid, totally different. You got the Palinha, William. Palinha is. Pro, I don't think William should go to the World Cup. I, I don't think so. Either. Palinha, but he will go. Palinha is my starter on this Portuguese national team as defense, a holder, as a whole, as a holy. And who plays in front of him? Vitinha, of course. And Bruno, and Bruno Fernandes. Uh-huh. That's it. So how you, where are you going to fit your money? You can rotate. What do you? I mean, these guys are going to have to come off at 60th minute. They're not, <laughs> I mean, what the? No, but not as a starter. No, not as a starter. No, as a starter because then you can obviously, you know, you can still slide in some other guys in there. But yeah, yeah, Carlos is going to go. Ramos is just going to go for the experience, man. He's not going. He's obviously not going to play. Um, but yeah, I I think that Rafa did the right thing. Uh, by uh, by reneging the the national team by retiring, thought it was great. And, and oh, there's it, also Renato. That's right. Renato's also there. yeah. But Renato's well, but been, Renato no, he, has been hurt. He's always hurt. So there's a question mark whether he gets called up. Um, but uh, Korejma was was uh, said something in support of Rafa today. If, he was if he, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if you're having a, a a remarkable year at your club, and then you go to the national team, and you're just another player, another player, you know what's the point? He I get said it. it himself. A lot of times he was playing it, well it, at Porto, and he was right. getting called up just because he was playing well at Porto, not because the coach ever counted on him. So it's like at that time, I thought myself about leaving the national team a lot of times, but I'm glad he, I, you know, it's like I'm glad I didn't because we wound up winning yeah. But yeah, man, it's it's definitely definitely interesting. But at the end of the day, I, I go back to what I said. All them guys, whether they get called up or not, the poor, at least in the Portuguese national, their chances of playing are slim, very slim. I mean, there's gonna have to be some type of uh, travesty or a lot of you know for these guys to uh, yeah to, to get playing. Let me uh, let me go through some 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 of the chat here. Yeah, go ahead. I haven't been keeping Freddy's. up. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Boris. This uh, World Cup in Qatar is a crime. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. We all know how they got it. Yeah, cry two weeks before um, it kicks off. The last 12 years. Yeah, was... Carlos, I, I hope uh, Enzo, I think Enzo is a, is a shoe-in for, for a starting spot. Um, I, I think he's just, he's just too influential. Um, <laughs> Manny Valadon says, don't, don't matter. Sons is playing all defensive players and multi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else we got here? Uh, yeah, Phyllis ain't getting no minutes, man, unfortunately, man. That's sad. But Yeah. I mean look, the Oak Jota they get hurt, so it opens up the door. Yeah, Nixon, there's still time for Drexel to contribute to this club. Oh, absolutely. He's gonna have Cristiano a more, has you know, a as a as a theory that uh or has a feeling that this not break, a feeling, I mean it just makes sense. What what's he gonna be doing the whole break? While the World Cup is going on He's gonna use this month to get in shape and recover. And, I mean, I, I would like to take Benfica. I mean, that's the obvious step, no, Alfredo? Yeah. Benfica's gonna do everything they can to get this guy ready to go. But look, I don't. He's not gonna play in none of the Tasa de Liga games. They're gonna have this guy ready to go. 
and quote unquote second half of the season when we kick back off after the World Yeah, Cup. but he needs to get some game rhythm in. Yeah, Where's he gonna get that? Uh, B team exhibitions and all that stuff. B team? You think he's gonna play? No, I don't mean B team. I'm talking about first team versus B team in practice because we're gonna have a month off. We're gonna have what two games in between? Yeah. Two th- was it two or three Tusk of the League games? I don't even know. Man. I don't it might know. be the whole first round. I don't even think they should be playing those games during the, during the break. But that's right just me. Tusk of the League counts for nothing, right? I mean, no, but it's not about shit. the Tasa de Kriga. But like, let's say you lose Enzo, Otamendi, you lose all these players. You're not going, I don't care how weak or strong the competition is. You're not going in there with your strongest team when you're going up against their strongest team. I think it's BS. Yeah. So That's I, my opinion. You're not at full strength because your players aren't there. It's one thing if a player is injured and he can't partake, fine. But when a player's out, you're, you're missing half of your team because they're playing in the World Cup somewhere and you still have to field an 11 against the other team's strongest. And I get it that our quality should be 10 times better than the others, but it's still unfair. It's not your strongest 11. Yeah. Or at least you have the option of fielding your strongest 11. And I know they have all these rules. you got to play all these kids and whatever, whatever, whatever. But still, bro, it, it's still a huge difference in talent that's available and it's not available. Yo, I, I like this, this conversation here. Uh... Uh, that Carlos was saying soon the bull boys will start scoring yeah. uh, and then he said bring out the players wives and then Yogo Rage just, just, just took it on another different direction like he uh, always does talking about uh, Salvio's uh, new main squeeze no that was uh, yeah Carlos Massa speaking of of wives anyone see Salvio's new girlfriend if you haven't I strongly recommend you start yeah. following him on, on Insta yeah man we all are familiar with the video I'm not uh, I heard about it. I heard about it, but I didn't watch. Septic bladder. Yeah, that's what he calls it. Septic bladder. Yeah, we all we all knew that the the Qatar thing was was rigged, was corruption, and they played, they paid uh, a lot of these guys with big votes to uh, to get him in. But yeah, I mean, all, I mean, even today, that the ambassador for the World Cup said that. Homosexuality is uh, is uh, is something wrong with your brain or a disease or whatever. But bro, look, I obviously don't condone what these guys are saying, right? But come on, th- th- we all knew this all along. Yeah. And I get in Carlos right. today. Him and I had a conversation going back and forth on Twitter. He said, "Well, you know, some people come." Yes, some people, Carlos. It wasn't the masses that are all now coming out of their you know out of their hiding hole, right? Just kind of like me too. Oh, you're complaining? I gotta come. Where have you been the last twelve years? A lot of these, these 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 journalists in America, at least, just got the notice from their from their from their company that oh, by the way, there's a World Cup. You gotta cover it. Oh shit, it's in Qatar. How? Why? What? The? Oh, we gotta complain yeah, about something. That's what I mean, bro. This this should have been going on since 2010. It ain't twelve days before. It's twelve years ago. It's not twelve days before the kick the kickoff of a of a tournament. There's nothing you can do about it now. No. At the end of the day, it sucks. You just gotta eat it, swallow it, keep it going. Bro, protest all you want, it's not stopping. And what you're doing is you're doing the, the event, right? You're doing the players that are that are participating in this World Cup, that have busted their ass to get in shape, and it's every player's dream to play in the World Cup. You're doing them a disservice. You're disrespecting these guys. Because at the end of the day, all this all this you know, uh, complaining and, and, and battle for, for, for the right things, which I totally agree. The World Cup should never have been held in Qatar. I agree with you. But it's over, guys. Now let's talk about the positives. There's nothing you can do. Let's hope that there is nothing really egregious that goes on at this World Cup with all these human rights. But let's just hope that everything goes 
small. Yeah, I, I saw a tweet uh, earlier uh, today that uh, that the, the, the French uh, exterior minister or some some ministry was going to send uh, some some protection or some security to protect their ten thousand fans that are expected to follow the the national the French national. Yeah, team. but what are they going to do? They're going to provide country? their own. Their own security. I just think that that uh, that maybe they will be there to keep fans kind of controlled, right? Because uh, if there's if yeah, because I saw a poster, no drinking, no public displays of affection. So if the police, if the French police is there or security, whatever, and say, hey, don't do that, you could get in trouble for that. Uh, So if they act that almost as that buffer in between the real authorities and these foreigners, uh, or French people in this case, uh, I I don't know. I, it's just, it, the thing just stinks. Yeah, you know? I mean, Carlos says once Bladder got kicked out in 2015, it was too late to spend the, 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 the bid or whatever, the winning bid. We, we have to eat it. And then Boris, I just I, I read that because I had to jump in with Boris. My man Boris. Boris, it doesn't have to be an bad, American country. It doesn't have to be a soccer country. See, this is why voilà, I'm like. Right, Boris, because I like facts. Right, these are facts. It's not opinions. Right, you know. But Boris says USA is not a football country. Sorry, all Americans. But here's the thing, Boris. The most watched, the most attended World Cup in the history of World Cups, it was in 1994 in the United States of America. Yeah. So that's all you need to know. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't. I'm not gonna add anything else. Most attended World Cup in the history of the sport. 1994, the United States of America. If there, the if there's a country that could put on a, a, a sizable event of this magnitude, it's the United States in terms of. There is no the, country the, in the world the, that's got as many 90,000 plus stadiums as the United right, States. Right. No, you know, we're not even going to talk and, about and the infrastructure, here, right? You come here and you come to the United States. You travel. You don't have to worry about other things that we've just spent the last 10 minutes talking about Qatar. Bro, people want to travel to the United States as a destination. Some people come to watch and stay and never leave. But uh, yeah, no, but it, <laughs> you know, it, and it's you don't have to be a football nation to host. Uh, you just have to to be able to put on be, an event. Correct, and they do that. And Americans have proven that time and time again. Uh, if you watch the first five six minutes of our Bay on tour video, Baquero explains that uh, in terms of what he saw. In terms of he went to an NFL game, and the one thing that he's mentioning is it almost seems that every second is planned out by the organization to keep by the, the fans to engaged. keep the fans engaged. Yeah, it's all about the fan. And we're in Portugal. I think the fans are the last thing they worry yeah. about. But that's that's look. Go check out Benfica on tour with yours truly, Capitão Baquero. It's tremendous. Um, First time doing it, and it was a blast in Portuguese. Uh, so if you understand Portuguese, please do yourself a favor and check that out. But yeah, mate, I mean, look, you can rag on the United States not being a soccer nation. That's that's fine and dandy. But but here is a couple more stats for those of you that want to knock it. Look, I live here pretty much my whole life, and I understand they're not soccer is not ingrained. But at the end of the day, when you guys want to knock it, think about this, Boris. The United States has on paper on record 350 million people. If it's 10 percent. But the population follows the sport. There's 35 million. But there's only 10 million people in Portugal. So Portugal can love soccer all day. You know, but look, let me let, let me let me just upset you here for a little bit. Not all 10 million people in Portugal enjoy soccer. There's some people that don't enjoy soccer. So at the end of the day, you still have more people here watching soccer. Only at 10 percent than you do in most other countries around the world. Yeah, yeah. 
Alright. We've we've gone enough talking about the World Cup. Something that I really didn't want to talk about, but yeah, it's at the gate and it affects Benfica. So we kind of needed to discuss it, but everybody's got their own feelings about, you know, this Qatar and everything that's going to happen in the World Cup and this Lesson and Fernand's sons and, you know, it's uh, it's a polarizing topic, I'm sure. But anyway, that's all we got. Next week we'll be back and we'll uh, we'll recap the studio game pod? which will be sent. We got one more podcast before uh, the World Cup break. Before Alfredo goes on vacation, goes fishing. Yeah, we'll go fishing. We'll do something. We'll do something. I'll probably, I don't know, I'll be jumping in somewhere. I'm trying to hop on Barstool to cover Portugal. There you go. We'll see. Go there and scream with troops. See who can scream louder. There you go. Be more obnoxious. I I think you'd fit the role. Thanks, bro. Everyone, uh, thank you you very much uh, for for joining us and for keeping us company, man. We really appreciate it. All the Freddies in the chat. It was, uh, it was a really nice, funny chat, man. It was a couple... couple yeah, I love you guys, man. Good thank you. Thank you, guys, so yeah, very much. Thank you. So, yeah, next week we'll be back. But now the conversation's getting good on, on, on the chat. Everybody, yo, Morris, bro, you got to come around more if you get the topics going. Everybody, the biggest problem in the U.S., as far as their national team goes, is that they take a lot of Mexican advice. I should have stopped. Epa. Epa, they, yeah, they take no everybody. No vice pra no vice Enjoy the break, guys. Carlos, uh, all the Freddies, love you guys. Grande abraço, Bruno. I, I, I don't recall. Have you seen Bruno in the chat? Bruno Gil? Yeah, yeah, we well, have. We have. Uh, Baladon Brothers, keep it cool, especially the one over the there. The Baladon Brothers. They're brothers now to me. I don't know. One got, That's a, it. One got that thing, the ascent over the A, the other one doesn't. So does that mean they're not related? No, they're just using different keyboards. Okay. <laughs> See you, everyone. Peace out, everybody. Later. Go vote.